0: prizes, uh, companies like Nordic Components, Cobalt Kinetics, Apex Tactical, Glock, Colt Tactical Walls, our good buddies over at Cantu Bruner Pins, uh, Palmetto State Armory, Dipstick Hydro Dipping, Buddy Danny over there, uh, Atlas Defense, Joe, Charlie, and Zach over there, and many more. So this isn't just going to be a one-time thing. This is going to go on for a while. will probably be several weeks we're going to tie it in with our Facebook page, our Instagram, our all our social media pages. We're about to reach milestones on all those, so stay tuned. We're going to give you details on how and what you're going to be able to win with it. And we wouldn't have been able to do this without you guys, so that's why we want to reward you guys for being such great listeners, subscribers, and uh, you know, supporting those people that support us, our sponsors, these guys that are putting up the prizes. Otherwise, they wouldn't be, uh, would be doing. It. So, thank you guys so much, and we are going to get on with the show here. Pepper, let's go. Let's do it. You and I have had uh, a little traveling going on this week, right? We did. You guys uh, heard us talk about the Sheepdog Impact Assistance Charity Ball, and you know that's something else that uh, I want uh, to mention to you guys. Uh, it's kind of a, a benefit of doing this show, something that uh, has spun off something i've always wanted to do is be able to help uh, charitable organizations that help our veterans and with the seal legacy foundation mission 22 and sheepdog impact assistance because of you guys making this show possible and making us such a success uh, i wouldn't have been able to do all the extra things i'm able to do for these, these charitable events and i really appreciate that too and that gets into this charity ball that TNI. It was the Sheepdog Impact Assistance, their fourth annual charity ball. And to help us talk about that, we want to tell you guys a little bit about it and how it went. We have the Sergeant Major, Lance Nutt, on with us. Lance, are you there? I'm here. Awesome. So we, uh, the words are going to be tough to describe, so we've got you on to help us talk about this charity event that you guys had down there, raising money for our sheepdogs guys have adventures that you do for them. You have different programs. Lance, tell us about the the SDIA Charity Ball event. This is the fourth annual and you guys have been doing this for four years now. Well,
1: to tell you the truth, when we first started our charity ball process, I think we we called it a charity ball just because that's what everyone else in the nonprofit business referred to their balls as, their galas. um, But for me as a Marine, our birthday celebration, our birthday balls we we always used them as an opportunity to celebrate who we were and who we are as Marines. so it was a celebration of our past year's accomplishments and our accomplishments as a corps and as marines. So when we started having the sheepdog ball for me as a marine, I just wanted it to to match very much. The same as, you know, our our galas, our our Marine Corps galas, and the celebrating uh, of who and what we are as an organization and what we've accomplished in the past year. Well, after our first two, I kept having our volunteers and a lot of our supporters coming to us saying, hey, we've got to help fund this organization, and, and we've grown so much over the past few years that obviously the the cost of accomplishing the mission continues to increase based on the number of veterans and first responders that we're helping on a daily basis. So I acknowledged that and said, okay, for our third annual ball, let's use it as an opportunity to do two things, celebrate who we are, and at the same time raise some money. We raised a little bit of money, uh, felt good about it, but still even our board was coming back saying again, we're, we're doing so much good. The only way we're going to be able to continue this is truly turning our annual gala into a, a, a good, great opportunity to truly raise significant money. I said, okay, well, let's have a target. Let's have something that we can truly give the men and women there at the at the banquet and at our fourth annual charity ball to sink their teeth into. And I said, through our Outdoor Adventures program, we have one You know, we have events throughout the year, skydiving, scuba diving, hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, Spartan adventure races, you name it. But once a year, we do one big event where we encourage members and volunteers from all over the country to participate. We usually try and sponsor 25 to 30 combat wounded vets and first responders injured in the line of duty to attend that one particular event. Last year, we did the Tunnel to Towers race. In lower Manhattan, where we finished a three-mile race honoring a fireman that died in the World Trade Center on you know, September eleventh, two 2001, we finished that race at Ground Zero and got to experience the power of being in New York and Ground Zero and doing all the touristy things like seeing the Statue of Liberty on Ellis Island. But this year, the mission and the focus was going to be Yosemite for 2016, Yosemite National Park. So I said, here's our, our goal to try and take 35 combat wounded vets and first responders, that's law enforcement, fire and rescue men and women, on a a once-in-a-lifetime trip and experience, an outdoor adventure in the the outdoor temple of America, Yosemite National Park. And
2: and, uh, just an absolutely gorgeous location and spiritual in so many ways when it comes to the ability to truly heal in an outdoor environment. So what better place to take these men and women? And so that was the mission and the plan for this year. And in so doing, the cost for that was going to be about $25,000. So I said, we need to have a goal for
1: roughly 20000 to help cover our mission of going to Yosemite. And let's use the charity ball this year to do that. So let's celebrate all of our successes in 2015. And let's raise money for our Yosemite trip. 2016. And that's actually going to take place Memorial Day weekend and the week after us having the adventure of a lifetime uh, sponsored by the park while we're there with park rangers attached to us to treat these men and women like the rock stars they are. Absolutely. And Isn't that there's some kind of big anniversary <coughs> something they're having? It is, the, it is their 100-year anniversary of the National Park Service. Yeah, 100, yeah. That's so they really wanted, and that's what's special, you know, for us, is they have said we want to recognize Sheepdog Impact Assistance as our veteran-based organization to recognize on Memorial Day weekend in our park. That's phenomenal. Uh, yeah. So a, a big, big honor for us and the men and women that
0: we're bringing with us. So to forward to the ball Friday night, um, our goal, again, was roughly $20,000, and we walked away making uh, a little bit more than $35,000 Friday night. <laughs> 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 All kinds of things set up to make it, uh, you know, not just a, a, a fundraiser, hey, give us your money, you had a bit set up like the,
1: uh, the dog tag, <laughs> the Hazard Tales uh, <laughs> yeah. The That was really cool. Well, we, so we had a lot of fun with that. Yeah, and that was those dog tags. We had five different dog tags, about 100 of each made, to honor five different sheepdogs that died in the line of duty last year. And that was, you know, a, two service members, a fireman, a policeman, and an EMT. Uh, and what better way to remember them? We had, you know, poster boards of each yeah. so that people could see those individuals and be reminded, and then you could purchase for $20
0: one of those dog tags, and then you had the chance to win some grand prizes there at the end. But, uh, you know, a way to honor them and raise money for the the men and women that are still with us to go and experience an opportunity like Yosemite. And then you had the silent auction, which uh, big kudos to our sponsors, Nordic Components and Apex Tactical we putting up items for the, the silent auction, which helped them raise that 35000 dollars So, guys, make sure, make sure you go and support Nordic Components, Apex Tactical. Uh, we really appreciate that. The silent auction was cool. I mean, you had like three, four, five tables full of just yeah, everything. I mean, you had jewelry. You had artwork. then we take it to to the inside where you had kind of a non-traditional auction,
1: which really turned out to be a huge success. Uh, talk about was, that a little bit. We had a, a live auction team that when we first visited with them were a little unsure about us as an organization because they weren't familiar with us. Uh, you know, the question was, what do you do with dogs? And of course we have to tell them the story of you know, it's the human kind of dog that we're referring to and sold them uh, on our mission and what we do, and they agreed to come and help us with a unique auction where you don't walk away with anything other than that opportunity to feel good about where your money is going. And as you can imagine, at a charity ball, at a gala like ours, that's very uncommon. Yeah. It's usually, you know, you're getting a trip of a lifetime to, going you know, to Rio, But um, our sale was the opportunity for you to sponsor a sheepdog in need to go to Yosemite. So, you know, we're starting at, hey, you can sponsor two combat wounded vets and or first responders injured in the line of duty to go to Yosemite for $1,700, or you could pay for one at $850, half a one for 425 or you could simply give 100 to help towards... Uh, our overall
0: mission to Yosemite. So um, again, we we expected maybe just through that raised five to ten thousand dollars, and just from that auction alone, we did twenty five thousand. Yeah, that was so, amazing. You had it, it uh, the seventeen hundreds. I mean, I don't know how many of those you got, but you like you said, you're expecting maybe two of those, and there were at least ten. 12. we we got eleven of those. Wow. So I just, Go on that trip, but I just don't think our schedules are going to allow it this year. Um, I know that's going to be probably a trip of a lifetime. There, yeah, it will be. I hate to miss that, Tia. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe y'all can flip a coin, and one of you can come with yeah, us. One of us, we might be able to do that. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk it out amongst ourselves. But uh, also, I mean, not just that. You guys had the food was phenomenal. The the music that you had, the MC that
1: you had—he was a local DJ there, or a uh, radio personality. R- radio personality that was uh, very famous. I say famous, you know, tongue in cheek there, with with him being very well known in Northwest Arkansas. He played baseball at the University of Arkansas, and of course you know, a lot of your local athletes here are treated uh, very well and appreciated for their their sacrifice at the university, and he has gone on to do very well uh, with his own, uh, the John and Deke show. Uh, and so he added a lot to the, the, the ball this year for us, uh, just being able to kind of keep that momentum and that positive feel uh, for us throughout the night. Yeah, and then you had, you had a back backpack-
0: Bagpipes. The bagpipes uh, people that played. They, I think that added a whole kind of atmosphere to the the event as well. I mean, it really, you know, those bagpipes coming in and the songs that they were playing just kind of really hit, you know, hit a nerve, a motivational kind of nerve for me anyway. But I tell mean, you, the the big, the biggest motivation there, and I've heard a lot of motivational speakers throughout the years. You know, I played a lot of sports. I had a lot of coaches. Been to a lot of different type. Uh, Seminars, and you know how those guys get you really fired up, and, you know, ready to take on the world. Listening to Lance, uh, you know, we we've tried to get you. Lance has to go to this thing. Uh, we've been advertising it for you know several months now, and you guys really missed out. The attraction there was Lance, and listening to his passion. Uh, you can tell when somebody
2: is sincere about what they're up there about, what they're you know really. Their mission is
0: and you drove it home, man. Uh, just every time you would get up there and you would talk, you had some of the vets that uh, have taken part in your your programs that were there. You some personal testimonies. Uh, it just it was really it really told what you guys were about. And
1: if you're not a part of it, you're not helping out. You need to be. Well, I appreciate that, and I I think for you and just like myself and seeing that video. The power in seeing those young men and women up there on the screen talking about the challenges that they have faced and you know, losing limb and, and friends, and it inspires me every day, seeing those men and women and the, the adversity that they are able to overcome. And so in following that act of watching them tell their stories... Uh, that motivated me very much so when I got up there and had an opportunity to really push the crowd to the best of my ability and then being able to look out there and see those same men and women there at the gala with us. Um, You know, again, same thing. I mean, how can you not be moved when you have a Staff Sergeant Jose Sanchez, uh, a a U.S. Marine who had stepped on an IED and lost one leg completely had his other leg salvaged to where it's basically half of the original limb that he had before he stepped on the IED. So you had a man with half a leg, and I I know that's hard for some of your listeners to imagine, but a man with half a leg run and finish the Boston Marathon this past month. how can you not be passionate? And so for me. Behind everything that I said and everything that we're accomplishing as an organization, and maybe Marty, you can somehow share that link to that video. It's now on our Facebook page. I did. I shared. I shared it today, so you guys, you lads, can go and you, know, you can see what we're talking about through this video.
2: Uh, you know, seeing is believing, and you know, for these guys to get that motivation, you know, to get out of the house, to get off the couch, uh, you know, it's tough for some of these guys. that You know. It, what they've been through, I and mean, you listen to some of their stories, uh, I mean, we just, as civilians and, and people who haven't been through what these guys have been through, I mean, you've got to hear their stories to be able to appreciate it and understand just just a, a smidgen, I mean, we'll never be able to fully understand what these guys go through, but it takes organizations like Sheep Dog Impact Assistance to reach out to these people that are to our veterans that are struggling, and
0: and
1: get them motivated again to get the life back into them, and that's what Sheepdog Impact Assistance really does well. Oh, I appreciate that, and I, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it's it comes down to the men and women out there that are supporting us and making it possible. Um, and it's just like y'all coming to our gala and seeing it for yourselves and having a chance to meet a lot of the men and women that we are focused
2: on engaging. Um, and you know, we talk so much also about you know, that
1: suicide rate of 22 veterans a day uh, yeah. and how, how important it is for those men and women that are still alive to honor them by staying alive and getting out there and experiencing the things that those that are no longer with us aren't able to get out there and do. So I think pushing those men and women that are contemplating suicide to remember that, you know, they're not doing anyone any good by taking their lives and that, if anything – they are dishonoring the men and women that have died for this country by taking their own lives. And I, I know that's you know hard to say and hard for some to hear, but that's what they got to be thinking about
0: when they start going through those rough times is that they they've got to stay alive to honor the sacrifice of those that are no longer with us. And not only not only stay alive but they've got to stay you know, they've got to stay active, they've got to get back into life. Yeah, they can't be defeated. That's right. That's how they stay alive. They keep living. Yeah. And they do it through organizations like sheepdog Impact Assistance that can, you know, bring them together with with similar vets, you know, sheepdogs. You know, there were there were police officers there who had been through some, some major tragedies. The the one guy who got shot up by the, the Mexican cartel. Charles Neal was
2: the same, I think, wasn't it? it was. Char- Lieutenant Charles Neal. His story was very touching. Yeah.
1: I'm going to go ahead
0: and get into this because I want to talk about the 22 suicide, veteran suicide today. Well, you just sent me an article that's uh, got some disturbing news to it, and I want to go ahead and let's get into our jack wagon train uh, for this week. Gunny, bring it in. Hey, Rob, do or die, hold them high at and tonight. It is time for the talking lead jack wagon of the week, so brace yourself, baby.
1: It's also hit heavy in social media
2: when it comes to this push-up challenge, 22 push-ups a day. Um, that is, again, just trying to keep people focused on the fact that you've got 22 veterans a day, according to the study that the VA put together uh, a little, little over a year ago, almost two now, um, where they discovered that 22 veterans a day were killing themselves. Well, the, the article that we're reading this evening is talking about 2-7 and that's uh, 2nd Battalion, 7th Marines out of Oceanside or Camp Pendleton, California, there in Oceanside, California, where they are having and struggling with the fact that they've got more suicide deaths than they do combat deaths. And when you look at that study again done by the VA where they talk about 22 veterans a day killing themselves, the research they did, was based on reports from only twenty one states. Twenty one. And California was not included in the study. Oversight <laughs> by the VM. I mean it just sounds like they just tried to throw something together, you know,
0: as quick as possible. And okay, here you go, here's your number. And then now this comes out and we find out, well yeah, we didn't really we didn't really do a thorough analysis of this. Suicide rate, and uh, it could be it could be double that or even more. Uh, easily.
1: And when we talk about. And 22, and 22 a day was already staggering. Yes. I mean, you know, calculate that at 365 days a year, and it will blow your socks off. So that's where we also then stop and go, okay, that's just American veterans. That's military men and women. Right, military. What about police and fire? You know, what is the suicide? And we already know from other studies that they are saying that the average per law enforcement officer compared to veteran, that the suicide rate is higher. But they won't give us any solid numbers on what that is. So if percentage-wise, law enforcement officers are committing suicide at a higher rate than veterans, and then you, you don't even have a clue of what it is among the fire and rescue community, and when we as an organization look at sheepdogs being all military, law enforcement, fire and rescue men and women, I, I mean, what are we talking about here? We're talking 45 a day, 60 a day? The truth I mean, is, we don't know. We don't have a We time. don't know. We don't have That's just ahead. it. We don't, because we don't want to talk about it. But we know it's much higher than 22. Oh, without a doubt. So, it's, um... I mean, they need to do half
0: our states. They did yeah. 21 states. So, and they didn't even do the
1: biggest state, the largest state. And you would think you would start there, right? And you know, let's let's figure out what's going on in Texas and California, two states that have a, you know a veteran population of probably between the two of them, almost as high as the rest of the nation combined. You know, in some in some fashion. So um, you you've got to you've got to think here. Now, I'll play devil's advocate and say, okay, maybe they did 21 states and they came up with an average that where they assumed that this is what it is nationwide. You know, I, I always got to – I'll try and play the game of, you know, at least someone's out there trying to figure out how many. And that's where I go back to if 22 is what they came up with and it's a staggering number in itself but isn't it truly accurate, and then we got to go back and we got to look at this some more. So – you know, where are we? Let's let's be honest with one another and let's calculate our veteran community in there, but then let's do let's start doing a study on our law enforcement and our fire and rescue men and women that are out there putting it online. And and then let's ask ourselves, since our nation has, you know, and it's unfortunately a small percentage, but a very vocal percentage of the population in this country right now that is slamming our law enforcement officers, treating them just like we did as a nation,
2: our Vietnam vets why don't we pull up some stats and see if the suicide rate hasn't gone up since people started spitting on police officers. All right? So let's let's compare that to what was the suicide rate for law enforcement five, ten years ago compared to what it's been like the past two years when they are truly out there sacrificing for a thankless community in in some ways and some fashion. And the only way that's going to happen is if if – We,
0: as the public, raise a stink about this. You've got to contact your your government officials and demand that they start
2: doing these studies. And so that's our jack wagon, the VA. I'm pulling the VA on the jack wagon train for uh, uh,
1: what appears to be right now a gross oversight on their their part. That perception is reality right now. And until someone corrects it, um, there's a problem.
3: Absolutely. All right, welcome to the Jack Wagon Training VA. Nordic Components is an American owned manufacturing company proud to produce quality products right here in the USA. As a company, we continually invest in our manufacturing capabilities to ensure that all of our products are the highest quality and most efficiently produced parts available. The Nordic Components business consists of two segments, manufacturing and sales. Our manufacturing business works to provide custom machine components for a variety of applications with our specialty being firearm components. provide shooting enthusiasts with innovative products of uncompromising performance and reliability nordic components check us out at nordiccomp.com
1: year um yosemite just being the biggest of the group and each year we have continued to add i mean and of course we're also still a disaster response organization let's not forget that so you know when when tornadoes and hurricanes strike um you know our members and volunteers are still getting out there on a regular basis helping communities that have been affected by um you know natural disaster and again that's important, just like our outdoor adventures it, in itself. A disaster response mission is an opportunity to get out there and give back to our communities. And the camaraderie behind being able to sweat and toil next to a brother or sister that has been through some, some challenging times, to say the least, is what we refer to as helping as healing. The chance to get out there and help communities in need and helping those people will help you heal from some of your own personal demons and challenges. So, you know, in conjunction with our efforts to get out there and help communities in need during disasters, we also are not wanting to sit on our butts waiting on disasters to happen. So we stay active. We keep our men and women engaged by taking them on Spartan races and hunting and fishing trips and camping and hiking and canoeing, skydiving, scuba diving, you name it, whatever it takes to keep these. And when we say alive, by, by living, living is not sitting on a couch, drinking a beer, watching TV. Living is getting up off your ass, getting outside, and accomplishing something. You know, proving that just because, like a young warrior we threw out of an airplane a couple months ago, who had been a paratrooper in the Army, but because he had lost his legs to an IED in Iraq, he thought, well, I can never jump out of a plane again and was living in an assisted living home in Springfield, Missouri, because he thought his life was over. We got a hold of him and threw him out of a plane when he thought he could never do that again. That's amazing. And now he's buying a home, has a full-time job, and a girl that loves him, and it's because we proved to him that just because you feel like your life is over due to your injuries, both visible and non-visible injuries based on your service, He's now living, and that's what it's all about. Live your life
0: the way you wanted to live it before you suffered whatever way you suffered. This, just because you've hit a hard time or run into a wall, climb over that son of a bitch, run around it, or put some TNT next to it and blow it up. And that's what we're here for as an organization, is to help you figure out how you're going to get through that wall and continue living your life the way you're supposed to. And lead heads, again, these guys are very reluctant that are going through this to seek help. And I guarantee you that every one of you leadheads heads out there, no veteran, no uh, former uh, L.E. Uh, fire department person that is in that situation uh, that needs help. I mean, you know they need help. Let us know. Reach out to the guys at Sheep Dog. You can go to their Facebook page. Uh, you can go to their website. Shoot them an email. And. And let them know about your neighbors that are going through this, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles. You know you know somebody that's going through this that need help, and that's what this organization is for. So get in touch with us, and uh, if you know somebody, let us know. You can, you can expound upon that if you want to. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the key is just that. Uh, and it starts by, you one to go to our website, that's sheepdogia.org, sheepdogia, all one word, dot O-R-G, and then, of course, following us on sh- social media. Um, and I, I say that
1: because, one, our website gives you the opportunity to see and learn more about what we're accomplishing and doing every day, uh, a way for you to engage us, a way to get involved through volunteering, becoming a member if you are a sheepdog, there's a link on there that enables you to submit an application for assistance or submit one for someone you know that needs, uh, you know, a a help up. And at the same time, through our social media, you being able to share videos like the one we've been talking about tonight and following a little bit more of our day-to-day activities. But the key is, you know, your audience, those leadheads, they have got to be willing to keep their eyes and ears open. And when they come across... A service member or first responder, as you've talked about, that may need an organization like ours, they've got to, one, either encourage them to check us out and reach out to us if they need to, and or your audience audience can submit that information or contact us directly and say, hey, got a situation here that we'd love some advice on. What do you think? And we'll kind of approach it from a here's what we would do type, you know, sensibility. So um, any and all support is appreciated. Uh,
0: We're here. If you want to volunteer with us as an organization, we have chapters and teams all over the country. Maybe there's one near you that we can tie you into, um, or you can come and join us on a Spartan race or in Yosemite. Um, There's all sorts of ways where people can get involved and engage. Come to our gala next year. uh, It's open to the public. I invited you, It is. I don't think any of you were there. If you were there, you didn't come up and say hi to me. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the Yosemite thing is is coming up Memorial Day. They still have time. Even if they can't go, they can help support and send a a sheepdog from Adventure. They can, uh, without a doubt. Again, through our website, even our Facebook page, you can make donations.
1: Um, and Helly. Or have us pick it up at a store out there, like an academy or something, while we're in California driving up to Yosemite. You know, donate a tent, donate a camping chair, donate a, a lantern, a, a lantern, a sleeping bag. You name it. You just call Academy Sports. Uh, tell us what store to pick it up at, and we'll we'll pull in and grab it. But uh, there without a doubt, it, it, it doesn't have to. Be. If you don't feel good about giving cash, I'm one that struggles with that. Find another way to support us, where uh, you get involved in a way of whether it's just sharing our posts or walking up and shaking the hand of a sheepdog and telling them thank you. That
0: helps, all right? So let's make sure these men and women out there know how much we appreciate their sacrifice and that they have not been forgotten. Fantastic. Again, th- this is one of the reasons why I enjoy doing this show, is I get to get involved with organizations like yours, Lance, and help make a difference. I didn't serve. I you know, always had that desire to, and you know, this is my way of Trying to give back to those men and women who protect us day in and day out. They're thankless jobs. And I just want to show some kind of things. And, you know, lead you can do the same. You can get involved. There's no reason uh, just because you didn't serve that you can't get involved and and still serve our country by helping our, our sheepdogs. Without a doubt. Lance, thank you so much for being on and helping us celebrate our 150th episode. I know we're going to be doing lots more
3: great things in the future. And, uh, we appreciate that, Marty. Hopefully I'll have that uh, the, the new
0: wrap on the lead sled. I've got, uh, I've got it in the works. It should be in any day, and we've
2: got some cool sheepdog uh, logos on there that you leadheads are going to be
0: able to see all over the country as we drive around. Lance, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you being on. Thanks, Lance. Hey, Marty. Appreciate you all, and uh, certainly look forward to
1: us. staying engaged. And you've got my support 100%. So anything you need from me, anytime, uh, especially now that we've got this dang audio thing figured out, uh, <laughs> let's let's connect. And uh, we need to do more remote recording, so I need to do more uh, on-site recording with you guys. You bet. What, hey, like we said, Yosemite. Well, imagine a talking lens from the from the top of Half Dome. National Park. I'm digging I can see it, man. I can see it out. I just gotta get, my, I gotta get my sponsors on board with that one. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it. Well, keep me posted, and uh, I appreciate your support and uh, your time this evening, and um, anything you need from me in the future, don't hesitate to
2: ask. All right, buddy. We appreciate it. All right. Appreciate y'all. Welcome to That's based directly. Right we are 15 11. We are the leader. You can purchase products from
0: And to help us celebrate, we have
3: Mr. John Hickok on the show with us, ladies and gentlemen. How's it going? You guys know John from Hickok 45,
0: Hickok 45 and Son. Uh, He's got the Gun Culture Radio podcast, uh, YouTube that he does. And now, more recently, (laughs) I've come to find out is he's doing stand-up comedy also.
1: stand-up, um, it's, just, it's just been hard to get them set up and, and get them done. A lot of my extra time other than what I do, I take I-45, like just needing up to uh, stand-up. Yeah. But now I'm sort of start, starting to kind of get in the, the swing of things. Just never really had the courage to do it, and, um, and I just kind of realized, what there's like, oh, why not? Like, why not try it? What am I gonna lose? You know, my pride? You know? <laughs> but, and, you
0: know really you is. Have. Anybody really gonna say anything bad to you because you're like six foot
1: forever? And, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> you get. But it must, everyone expects you to suck. How
0: long have you been doing this
1: up? I see. I started, I want to say, around August
0: last year, something like that. So it's just kind—it is real recent then. Yeah,
1: I just got started. Man. Less than a year. That's cool. So, so how how many how many gigs have you done? Let's see, I probably done about um, like seven or eight, something like that. Um, yeah. I've done uh, recently. <laughs> <laughs> Hawk Harrison, uh, I think he yeah. on, on with those guys. That's been a long time ago. Yeah, he's a character man. I grew up just yeah. hearing his promos on the radio all the time. So he's, Killer, still, he's coming coming town, you know. I know. He's still killing it at Zanies and, and all those oh, places. Uh, oh, he destroys every time I see him. Um, and he's a big gun guy. You know, so that's kind of how we got to know each other a little bit. So. And neither one that says save up. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> that sounds like his voice. Yeah. same. Paradise Lakes Nudist Resort wants me to do a show for them.
2: Oh, yeah. Save up!
1: Y'all, there ain't enough money around to get me on stage
3: naked while people laugh. <laughs>
0: guy to do your
1: video. <laughs> I <don't> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's great too. That's comedian. I'm giving yeah. him a hard time, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to, uh, he's probably going to be on uh, one of the next episodes um, for sure. But yeah, I saw a comedian in the car getting coffee. I just love that show. It's like, such a cool idea. It's like a, I, I kind of almost call it like an action pod. So. Yeah, and you did, and
0: I thought it was cool. And then, you know, obviously your destination as you guys are headed to the range, for, to yeah. go and to go and shoot something. All and right. in this episode, you guys had you went to the National Armory and you're shooting a uh, full auto uh, was a .308. Yeah, I think was great. I love that thing. Yeah, it was awesome. And then I guess this was probably was it Jeff his first time shooting. so a, uh, Josh Lewis. Or Josh yeah. Lewis. It, it was his first time shooting a full auto. Yeah, <laughs> he was. was just talking.
1: sometimes it can be bad about just preaching to the choir. But I like to try to get yeah. out there in other realms where people have kind of more mixed opinions about guns and try to you know, not and not try to be said by that.
0: That's, that's the problem with a lot of these people. Is even, no matter how much they enjoy it, or you know, they can see themselves switching sides, they're never going to admit it. Well, like, didn't. Pierce Morgan shooting a machine gun with Oh yeah, <laughs> I
2: think he yeah,
1: shot he shot several, and he, of course I we know, know what that Dick on now. Right. Yeah. And, well,
0: Responsible way to go about being a, a firearm owner and carrier, and the majority of the owners firearms and firearms out there follow these you know, safety procedures and rules and laws and regulations. And that's what they don't understand. You know,
1: that's what they don't. That's not what's conveyed. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's tough. So many anti-gun people have never shot a gun in their life. They've never been around people who shoot guns. Their only exposure to it is just the, you know, the violence that they see on the news, and they think that happens all the time, or, or just you know just some, some right. political thing that they agree with. And like, oh, yeah, but that is how all gun people are. But They don't actually know anything. You know. Right. So yeah. It's
0: already all been around control. it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Speaking yeah. of machine guns, you shot a really cool one. I saw another one of your recent videos. It was the uh, ppsh 40
2: God. Uh-huh.
1: It's pretty cool. I mean...
0: set up, uh, opened up a storefront there in Las Vegas uh, where people can go in, the public can go in, and shoot their training ammunition. They, they can run through, uh, do like um, uh, clearing house drills. They can shoot uh, targets. They've got like this virtual thing they've got set up to where they've got it implemented with uh, lasers
1: also. But anyway, they had the, they had the, the saw set up there.
0: Saw set up inside there, shooting their training munitions, and uh, she got to shoot me with it. So I got shot with a full auto saw. Wow, no, <laughs> yeah, i before, you know, about that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. She, Needless to say, she really enjoyed that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great <laughs> anniversary present to give to your wife, you know, let, let your wife sh- mug you down with a, a full auto. Oh, yeah, that,
1: you can start a whole industry just around that. I'm telling you, yeah. you're talking about stress relief, saving. <laughs> well,
0: well, well hey. Something? like you are. And uh, when people see you guys, uh, I mean, it's just automatic for little guys like us to just start spurting out expletives and names and stuff. Um, You've got a little bit that you do in part of your show. Do you remember that one? And remember,
1: I edit this, so I'll I'll smooth it in. What are you talking about? There was one you talked about where people call you names, like Sasquatch and That's, that's the weird I'm sorry, I'm not a that. Bob and Tom. <laughs>
2: Speaking of your comedy, as you
0: said, you got one tonight, what else have you got scheduled for your, your comedy? Where can people go to,
1: to watch you and listen to you? Well, I'll be at Zanies again on uh, May 11th doing a, uh, a, comedy, a local comedy showcase called Comedy Out the Zanies in Nashville, Tennessee? Right, yeah, Zanies in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so you can check that out on May 11th. Uh, Every really, time start, it starts, probably like 7 30, you can, you can probably go on their website or, uh, or you can just keep it.
0: See you live. Yeah, yeah. That way they can go heckle you, and they can actually see the, the hair and the beard and the, the squatch-like appearance.
1: That's, <laughs> That's right. Get the with the real experience. That's right. There's nothing. <laughs> There's always it's always better live. It's always better live.
0: Now, do you just do it in Nashville, or do you travel around to other places?
1: Just Nashville for now. I've, I've been down to Atlanta and, and uh, just done a couple open mics down there, but but yeah, just just around town. It, See yourself out there before you can do that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're building that reputation up pretty good. I mean, you're running into people like Killer Bees and rubbing yeah. elbows Delos, those guys. Who? Well, that's if I w- if I was just starting from scratch. With I think it's uh oh, it's Matt Donovan's. That's what it is. Oh, Matt
0: I
2: mean, Donovan's. I don't know where that
1: is. Yeah. Down there in the <laughs> East Nashville area. Okay, that makes sense. That's where a lot of comedy shows are. Yeah, Matt Donovan's. That's right. Yeah, that's I like exactly. It's like Bird. They've Go. got... Uh, YouTube channel, right? Right. Yeah. place can find it. and it, it's on Libsyn too. You can if you got a, you just go to the YouTube videos of it then you can kinda click on the links in the description of the podcast form. Very cool. Do you
0: guys have any cool reviews coming up? You and uh your dad, Cup forty five? Yeah, we got a
1: few pretty neat things coming up with um anything you tell us about? Yeah, well yeah, I guess I can tell you guys about this. secret, uh, but you kind of spilled the beans. We've got a uh, full-on of Glock 17 that we've been doing a bunch of videos with. Very cool. And, um, Is that one you guys converted yourself? No, no, no. That's that's from our our, um, our NFA supporter, uh, uh NC Silencer. That's where we get all of our, NFAs, most of our NFA stuff from. So. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, so that's uh, the Glock 17.
0: somewhere so we're definitely going to uh, catch up with you when we spend some more time with
1: you. Yeah, well, thanks um, for having me. Man. Congratulations on, on surviving that many episodes.
0: Yes, sir. Couldn't have done it. They get into it, and they actually understand what, what it's about. Right. Um, you know, it, it changes the world, the, changes yeah. their life and uh, they enjoy
1: it. Yeah. Thanks to the internet, the gun culture is, is finally becoming what it's always wanted to be, and I think that's mostly a good thing. You know? Yeah, I think it is, too. And with, with people like you, your dad, and uh, the people that support our shows, um, it's it's growing and getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, more I'm more excited time. about it. You know, I feel optimistic, even though the election coming up is scary.
0: that on your show. You have me on and we'll talk okay. about that. On yeah, do that. Okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. Talk <laughs> you soon. That was fun. Yeah. All right, Leadheads. Uh, welcome back in to the 150th episode of Talking Lead. And to help us celebrate, Rick Birdzall of the Cobalt Kinetic Shoe Team has joined us. Welcome in, Rick. How's it going, everybody? 150, that's a pretty big number, man. Congratulations.
2: Yeah, man. I've,
0: I've kind of been playing it off. Um, last week, I was doing the show with say, and uh, I was just kind of like, hey, I got my 150th episode coming up next week, and he was like, dude, that's like a huge milestone, you need to do something for that, so uh, your leadheads can thank Andrew uh, for getting me on the ball, and uh, you know, trying to make an event out of it, and uh, all our great sponsors and friends of the show that are putting up these awesome prizes for you guys to win. I kind of was talking to Rick off air, and I think I want to start a segment. Segment. And yeah. yeah okay. And and what it is is you know you guys read about them in the magazines. Uh, you see their uh, social media post, and uh, you know, they, they do interviews on other shows. Uh, and they're basically talking about you know, what they did that day during that competition or that week, uh, and their guns and the gear. And we're going to talk about that too, but. yourself as if our listeners haven't ever heard of you before. Tell us who you are, where you're from, what you do. My name's Rick Berkshaw. Um, I'm an engineer out of the Detroit area. I'm 29 years old. I work in the uh, automotive industry for a company that does um, driveline components for your tier one automotive um, suppliers. That's about it. That and shooting, those are those are my two things I got going right now. That's your two- Systems that are going on in the firearm, and try to help whatever sponsor that I'm connected with, whether it be you know mountain suppliers or Cobalt Kinetics with their rifles, you know, help them from an engineering and more of an analytical standpoint to point out anything that I see, and uh, you know, constantly improve the product so that the end users have the best product available. Yeah. So you said you're 29, so you haven't been out of school. Before. A, a small engineering school up in Flint. I did both my bachelor's and master's in mechanical engineering up there. Very right, cool. So how long have you been in the competitive shooting? Is? <laughs> uh, I actually didn't shoot my first gun until I was
2: sat on it for about a year, and you know, just went to the range and flanked every now and then. But really wanted to get out
0: and you know, test it, push it, kind of more to its limits instead of just shooting a paper. So I looked up online, you know, what was available as far as action shooting, what action shooting was, and what I had local. Um, and I finally found, found a local three gun match, and uh, the rest is history, man. Just went out and got better and better and better, and started shooting some national stuff. And around, uh, I think it was the CMT man. 2011 was my first uh, out-of-state match. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yep. I mean, all in all, I mean, you're relatively new at it, uh, but this is a relatively new sport, too. So you you kind of got in it, you know, at a good time. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at the history of three guy, it really started back in actually like the 80s and the 90s with uh, the, resist- the old matches called Soldier of Fortune, and it stories about now, but right. um, a lot of your old school of guys that are, you know, have been in the sport forever, like Bruce Pyatt and Jerry and all those guys, Tony Holmes, um, they've, you know, seen the whole progression, but as far as, like, old man Garcia. I don't know how long KG's been doing it. I know he's been shooting for a real long time in the, on the SWAT side, because he would do, like, the SWAT right. um, I'm not sure if he I'd did. like to give him a So many for each other, it's hard to the we, were, we were trying to nail them at Shot Show this year. And I know, I don't know if anything actually stuck. So we were going with the Silver Fox with him. We were either going with Badger or Wolverine for you. Yeah, and then what was, what was I think Nick was something to do with lighter? Some kind of, yeah. Stash. that stash, we were doing something like the Sheriff. Now, I think it actually spurred from, what, the Cowboy shooting, the Cowboy action shooting. Is that kind of where the 3G, I mean, they've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, you know, I don't know what the uh, what the link is between Cowboy action. I know that there's a link with, with the, the Soldier Ports and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, those were more like, they were all blind stages back then. Yeah. Uh, but it's, that's one of the cool things about 3 gun is that it's really, it, it evolves from every year to the next. Um, you know, equipment changes back up to the equipment, and then the equipment changes again, and the rules have to change, so right. even in the last, you know, four years that I've been competing at on a national level, everything mm-hmm. has been changed 180 degrees, you know, back back when I started, the only way to load a shotgun was one at a time, weak hand, or strong hand, depending, you know, and back then, you wanted to be able to do that in six to eight seconds, depending on, you know, your skill level, Right. and it took me a year and a half to learn how to do that and get down to about six seconds, but now and do four second quad loads all day long yeah i was watching a video you've got on your facebook page of you doing uh, one of the shotgun stages and okay. uh, i think you've got the loading now <laughs> so you're, yeah, just, you're just nice. breathing through it man yeah when it comes to the, the shotgun loading there's a few of us that have, have gotten fairly good at it um, keith is real good with the the weak hand quad loaded um, i favor the, the strong hand style Like anything. I mean, you guys practice and when you're not out there doing the competition you're practicing right so guess yeah, we spend more time doing for dry fire than we do any other type of live fire or anything i mean give yeah. us a give us kind of a, a walkthrough of, of you know a day of training for you what it would entail and what you would do well the biggest thing that i've learned is that you want to keep it short and sweet so you can do it all the time you know you don't want to make every training session long and drawn out and two hours three hours Interested, you won't want to do it. And you really, you hit a, a point in your training where you'll plateau, and then you'll start to, you know, regress. Hmm. It, it's just not adding any value. And the same goes for for live fire. You see a lot of guys, and they'll, it's funny because they'll go out and they'll brag online about, "Oh, I just shot 1,500 rounds today, you know, and <laughs> I'm getting so much better." Yeah. But, yeah. Realistically, after he fired his two, three, four hundred round, he didn't get any better. He just got worse. Pretty sure it's swim mechanics, play. right? Yeah. 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 Well, and you want to you want to try to do it when you're fresh because when you go to shoot a stage, you're not warmed up. You got to do it on demand, and that's part of the, the difficulty of three gun. You know, I mean, if you take all the, the top you know twenty thirty shooters in the nation and you let them all warm up and then go shoot a plate rack, we're all going to have just about the same time. But what separates separates uh, the different well, levels of the yeah, game. I think that's what a lot of people don't realize you know, is that you guys don't get warm-ups when you start yeah. a, you, you're warming up as you go so everybody's starting cold there's no little side area where you guys can now some of them might have a couple of little where you take a couple of rounds just to uh, get the fill of the gun or whatever but you usually don't you even have time for that I mean, yeah. and, and when you look at you know, now they're doing half day format matches which is a lot nicer, you know, you'll shoot all morning and then you'll have the afternoon off or vice versa before, like my first major back at CMMG, you shot all day long and you had an hour or two hours in between every stage. Wow. So it was really important to be able to shoot well cold. So that doesn't give you much time to, you know, if you've got equipment malfunctions and things like that that you've got to adjust, it didn't give you much time to you know, try to fix that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it you guys don't done, have big worries no. <laughs> for the most yeah. part. Well, that is one of the cool things <laughs> about this sport is that. Story back in uh, like 2012, I think it was you know first or second year I'd ever really been shooting nationally. Nobody, you know, I, I knew knew some of the good shooters were, but none, none of them knew who I was, rightfully so. But my pistol actually went down um, on a stage at FNH, and it, the uh, the slide top sheared in half, so there was nothing like hey they slide. or uh, an extra slide stop I put in and all of a sudden I looked around and I had Mike Voight Jerry Mickwick Matt Burkett uh, James Darsh I had every every gunsmith you know every amazing gunsmith in the nation just right there trying to fix my gun Matt Burkett brings out a predictive tactical a brand new $545 gun starts filing on it to make it work with my mags oh my gosh I'm like dude you gotta stop I don't want you Like yeah. for Three A's. He's like, try to beat me with it. Come on, dumb. dumb. <laughs> yeah. Just the fact that the trust level—it's amazing. I mean, yeah, i'm absolutely. I'm to show you how, how great everyone in this it's is. It's just the created. sportsmanship. You know, the sportsmanship is there. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the one thing about this sport that I really like—is just the, the camaraderie and the atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you talk about guys that—you know—back when we had that old Pro Series that was you know a one-day match with the fifty best in the U.S. and you had. stage plans, and we'd all, like, come up with the best plan together, and uh, we would all see who could run it the fastest. I mean, it, it, there wasn't a bunch of games. I mean, there were some games to try to hide, you know, little things here and there, but oh, yeah. for the most part, everybody was on, you know, on, a, on the up and up, and everybody realized that it's just about who's going to shoot better, not about who can out-game who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's always really been cool to see, is just the willingness for people to, you know, help each other out in this sport sure, If you got a specialty um, class that you compete in? I know that you just recently won the Limited at the Extreme Bullets Texas 3-Gun. Yeah, um, I like to shoot the factory or Limited or tap irons division, depending on what what affiliation you're you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the the iron sights and or red dot division uh, for the rifle. Um, It was the division that I started with uh, when I first started shooting that See variable optics or any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are <laughs> Well, yeah, but compared to a, a Vortex Razor HD, it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, and I've, I've been lucky enough to have good eyes and I'm young, and I still have, you know, the ability to see it at pretty good distances. Um, and I want to try to leverage every every advantage that I felt I had as long as I could. Um, so I, that's why I run the. That's my smart bigger division of Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I figure do it while you can, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I can always go to open later when I
2: can't see. Uh, the old body
0: parts are still working for you, unlike me. <laughs> I got a nice Cadillac in my left eye. So. Oh, oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm supposed to get it operated on here soon, and uh, once I do, then uh, I'm considering
2: Let's get back to uh, the question that I asked you about what you do to to practice.
0: Uh, We talked about that a little bit. Um, But you recently made a post on your Facebook page that I thought was um, probably some of the best advice that I've I've seen. And it's kind of one of that advice that not only just for the shooting sports, but it transcends to And that's just where I did growing up. You know, I, I was a, a football player in the, in the fall and a baseball player in the spring and the summer. Mm-hmm. And for me, I hate to lose. It's just I don't like it. I don't like looking stupid. I don't like not being good at something. Um, so when I got into shooting, the, the natural
2: avenue for me was to, to try to get better as quickly as possible. And it's obviously the training aspect
0: Yourself against really high level competition because you'll end up pushing yourself outside of the bounds and outside of you know the capabilities that you thought you had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just last week when I was down in Texas, um, you know, shooting with Nick and Keith. You know, they're they're very high caliber shooters, and and you know you, you always want to look good in front of your friends, and you always you always want to compete at the highest level you can. You know, we're we on a stage. Where shot the second-fastest time of the day. Good the pressure Yeah, well, and then Nick goes, and, you know, he beats Keith's time by three seconds, puts up the fastest time of the day. Mm-hmm. So now it's my turn, and I don't want to look like a fool, and, you know, Keith's the captain, and I want to look good for the captain, and, you know, you got to go do work. And I just pushed it at, and I found a gear that I honestly didn't know I had, and I ended up putting up the second-fastest time of the match, and but it was all said and done by, like, 0.3 seconds. in front of me, you know, knowing what I needed to do, I never would have tried to push it as hard as I did or, right. or found that new gear. So yeah, for me, it's really been about trying to train and compete with people that are as good or better than you because it'll push you to a level you didn't know you had. Absolutely. Uh, I've been really lucky up here in Michigan. The uh, three-gun scene has gotten a lot bigger and it's grown quite a bit. Um, you know, it was, it was fairly small and nobody really went outside of the state first getting started. Um, Me and a couple other guys started traveling, and then um, I took over the local three-gun program and then built that up, and we got a couple really good shooters that have have grown a ton in the last couple of years in uh, Matt Kupika and Nick Molina, and uh, they're both now on the Pro Series, and it's been cool to watch their progression, Um, and they've put a ton of work in, but what's great about having them here is that every time I go practice and you know, I go practice with them, it's the same atmosphere as it would be yeah. in a match because we're all trying to push each other. <laughs> to <imagine. laughs> natures there. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to whoop your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna always want to one up the next guy. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, that's just how guys are. Yeah. You know, that's just so how competitive individuals are. Um, and then he'll, you know, I'll beat him, he'll beat me, and then Nick will beat both of us, and then, then the whole circle starts again. Yeah. But, yeah. Then, you, then you do it all again. He's like, all right, yeah. best of three. Best, right. best three out of five. If it wasn't for that and the, the opportunity I've had to shoot on, you know, some excellent teams uh, last year, I was with uh, with Tommy Thacker and Greg Jordan, and those are again two of the you know top guys in sports. Oh, yeah. And you know, I tried team match with them, and I was the third guy. And it's like, well, hell, now I, you know, now they rely on me. I've got to step it up. So you know, that added a whole other element. But you know, that's one thing I've really learned with shooting against and with all these. Shooters is you know if you don't do it you are really missing out because you don't know what you do or don't have left in the gas tank when you're just shooting with your friends. That's right.
2: That's right. I mean, you're always
0: you're always better off if you got somebody there um, to hold you accountable. I like to call it accountability partners. Right. If somebody's going mean, to push you. You don't have it. You, you can you can develop a sense of complacency with just being good enough. Now would you recommend um, new shooters? skilled range, uh, because you want to have friends that you can go shoot with all the time and not, you know, not utterly embarrass somebody or be waiting on somebody. You know, you don't want to have to teach somebody how to how to do the fundamentals every single day you're at the range, right? Right, right? But at the same time, you do want to try to partner up with people that are better than yeah. you so that they can rub off on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because, if, because the opposite can happen also, because you, you compare yourself with somebody who can actually bring you down. Right. You don't want to become complacent based on your training yourself no matter what so it never hurts to try to squat with with somebody that you either look up to or you can ask for advice um, which is traditionally any of the pros i mean everybody's very willing to help uh, and that's usually why a lot of our squads fill up pretty quick when uh, when they do the online squatting because people know that we're approachable and we're willing to help with stage plans and you know ideas on equipment things like that um, but yeah that if you can do that at a especially at a major to squad with people that are better than you and, you know, pick their brain when they're not on the clock or not getting ready to shoot, you know, in the downtime, Everybody's always more than happy to answer whatever questions you've got. So try to get on a team. (laughs) If you you can start a team in your area, start a team. So, yeah, just find consistent training partners. Consistency is the biggest key. Talk about the the matches that you've had thus far. Uh, Florida Regional, that was the Three-Gun Nation Regional down in Florida uh, in February. It was myself, Kalani, and Nick Atkinson, and we all shot that one. Um, we had a real good showing as a team. I ended up taking limited or factory. Uh, I think Nick was second or
2: third in practical, and Kalani was second to Jerry in, uh, in the open division. So we had a really strong showing as a team.
0: shooting at long range and up close and fast, it, it's almost like cheating. So, <laughs> are you uh, running the Evolve? Is that the one you guys are running right now? Yeah, we're all running the Evolve, but we're not running the the, uh, the car system right now. We're still working through the prototype phases of that so that we can get that to be, you know, it's right now it's about 95% reliable, but we want to make sure that it's 100%, and that's why it's, it'll be, you know, the, the plan is to have that out in this summer um, because the worst thing we could do is, you know, get somebody that The one out of a hundred that isn't great, and then somebody's upset with me. So um, it's going to be flawless when it comes out. That's one of the things I've been helping with engineering-wise, and it's it's really going to be exciting. But yeah, we're all running the evolved rifle, crazy space-looking. shoot at what targets, I mean, we can raise them. So it it really played to um, a pistol shooter's strength. Um, What pistol are you running? I'm running a Hayes Custom Guns 2011. It's a a 5-inch 1911 double stack, essentially, with a uh, sight tracker barrel that allows the front sight to stay stationary while the slide moves back and forth. Um, Yeah, they're they're pretty neat. Um, They help with follow-up shots and tracking your sights. They do an excellent job. They're some of the nicest pistols that I've ever had the, the chance to shoot. It just smells like a sewing machine. And uh, I love it, and I Sometimes I just, I just get lazy and just point towards the target and it falls down. It's great. <laughs> That's what you want right there, definitely. I know. What about your, uh, your shotgun? What are you running at? My shotgun is a Benelli M2, and then it was worked over by Steve Rose at Rose Action Sports. He's uh, not too far from you. He's in Kentucky.
2: So he uh, he's
0: always at that match. Um, yeah, maybe he'll be up for the next one. I can, I can oh yeah, for sure. Steve's always there. But yeah, if he does, uh, basically the, the whole race package. It's the, the light lightning bolt and, and the, the ghost load feature, and the loading port machining, and you know all the, all the standard stuff, the, the the low profile rear sight, all the stuff you really want to to go fast. Very cool. So let me ask you this: What's the
2: craziest thing? That
0: No, oh, dude. A for me. Okay. Well, Did we can go? skip it. No, because <laughs> I don't like to talk about it because I don't have <laughs> one yet. Okay. So, knock on wood. Knock right. on wood. So you're telling and me, man. I try to avoid the Let, me. let, me, let me rephrase <laughs> that question. What's the craziest thing you've done to win a match? Oh, God. <sighs> would, the, would it be the slide? Yeah. I mean, that, was, that was the most fun thing. Do <laughs> right you want to talk about the slide? Shot his pro match the night after I shot mine, and he was driving back from uh, Tulsa, and I was on the, the west side of Michigan with family, and we just decided, hey, let's go to this match that's kind of between where he was and where I was. So we went down to the Indiana multi-gun match in uh, North Porter, and there was a stage that was designed like a a big U, essentially, with a bunch of barrels and walls and whatnot in between. And the the idea for the for the stage designer was you had to run from one said it jokingly and me being like a baseball player my whole life, I'm like, Well yeah, man, I'm sliding under that wall. He's like, What are you talking about? I'm, like, I'm sliding under that wall. I'm not gonna run go around the barrel, I'm gonna slide under the wall instead of going a long way. And sure I ran over and slid under the wall and got up and drew my handgun and shot the rest of the targets. And it's one of those things that, What did the what did the officer say the range officer? 10 minutes beforehand, cause he was just standing around watching our squad, and I'm like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to slide under that wall, and he was kind of baffled, you know, at that point, he wasn't really sure what I was talking about, uh, and I told him the whole plan, and I, I basically ran, ran by him, you know, like, hey, I'm going to do this, and there's nothing in the rules that says I really can't, right, and I'm going to do it safely, so there's really not a problem, and it was just a local match, and I just got done shooting, you know, the pro stuff, and I was kind of like, well, let's just have some fun, so, uh, And, and he did it a different way, like a different part of the U. He can do a hit slide, baby. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't go that for I, I told him to, but he didn't. Oh my gosh! When sure he ran over is. and slid to a shotgun. I slid over to uh, my to like the handgun part. Hmm. But it was just one of those things where you know that's the type of thing where you never have the opportunity to do it. It never really presents itself. You know, okay. you have to modify a stage to really be able to do it. But this was a situation where you know yeah, the stars just, are anything to, like, modify it to make it work. I didn't have to cheat, you know, to, you know, move barrels around. I mean, it's just, it's natural.
2: If you guys go to
0: Rick's Facebook page, and it's Rick birdsall Athlete, uh, he's got a pin to the top of his page up there, and you'll see what we're talking about. It's uh, it's legendary, yeah. <laughs> That's what one of my squad mates called it when he filmed uh, he it. He's like, man, that was the most legendary thing I've ever seen. And uh, the funniest thing, thing was, so I posted it up, I think it was, like, 4th of July. Say rules group on Facebook and every armchair quarterback
2: was trying to quote I mean I got so many people tagging me telling me how I should have been DQ'd and
0: this and that and citing all these USPSA rules that had zero bearing and didn't apply to the game I was playing <laughs> but it made so many people butt hurt. it was absolutely horrible well, I mean it's, it's uh, just on the Facebook post 2 million people. Yeah, there's no telling how many comments you've got on there. Uh, oh, yeah. You're always going to have the haters, you know. People going to be questioned. Yeah, I don't, I don't really worry about them. That's what's fun. My buddy, uh, i got a fighter buddy who fights professionally, and he always tells me that, you know, having haters is proof that you've made it. There you go. Gotcha. You know, he competes at a high level in MMA, and he's got more haters than anybody because, you, know, you know, people hate people that they don't. Oh, yeah, it's like NASCAR, yeah. man. Is it, yeah. rabid, rabid fans, you know, very loyal fans, and yeah. any opposition, they're going to go after you know the yeah. So, so yeah, that yeah. was that was fun, man. That was one of the more entertaining things I've ever done in a match for sure. So tell um, us, uh, tell us what you have got coming up. What competitions you got coming up? Um, tomorrow I actually fly to Virginia for this year's Pro Series match. Um, it'll be the the Virginia Nation Pro Series.
2: Shooting that at Virginia International Raceway, um, okay, cool. I'll post the
0: link on my page. They actually are, are live streaming them this year, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to the TV show, so everybody gets to watch and kind of see how all the runs are going while they're while they're live instead of waiting a couple months for the TV show to come out. So where are they going to do that? Um, there's a, it's I believe the site called LiveStream. Um, I can I can post a link. Freedom Nation, if you're a uh, member of that or on their mailing list, they send out. See all the behind-the-scenes stuff from the, you know, from the pro
2: that, which is kind of cool. Yeah, That'd be cool. So that is uh, today's the nineteenth that
0: we're recording this. So by the time our listeners hear this, you'll have already competed and won. So <laughs> congratulations, <gonna> but congratulate <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> As with all the pro matches,
2: it's going to be a very deep field, so it's going to be a tough, a tough match. The, the goal, obviously, is just to make it through to the the, the playoffs for the.
0: So we'll see how it goes. So they do that in October. So. Yeah, so it'll be eight guys at each each of the pro matches, mm-hmm. and they whittle down the top two advance to the match in October. Okay, cool. Yep. So what, what do you got coming up after Virginia? Um, after Virginia, I go back down to Texas. 3 nation has a regional down there. Uh, the Southwestern Regional, is it's at Marble Falls, which was the same range that the uh, Extreme Bullets match was at. and lives there, and that's his home range, so... I assume he'll be there. It's going to get pretty rowdy because all of Team Cobalt is staying at his house. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's going to be a That'll be awesome. So the whole crew's going to be there at this one. Oh, yeah. Yep. Very We're good. rolling deep. Very good. What would be awesome is, is if the whole team made it to the finals, for 3A Nation. How awesome yeah. would that yeah. be? Yeah, that, I mean, that's the goal. Um, Nick shoots the day before I do. He shoots tomorrow, so he's there in flying there right now, but yeah, he shoots tomorrow, and then I shoot on Thursday, and then Keith come on here later on this year uh, for their matches, so, you know, we'll see how it all turns out, but we're, we're looking forward to it. We're rooting for you, no doubt. Uh, we appreciate yeah. it, that's for sure. Leadhead, you can you can check them out at Cobalt Kinetics, is a team, or shooting teams, Cobalt Kinetics oh. for the shooting team uh, there's the Cobalt Kinetics website Um, I think it's www.cobaltkinetics.com as far as the shooting team is concerned we've got the the Facebook page and then there's also an Instagram page Cobalt Kinetics shooting team Um, but we don't have like a standalone website for the team itself so Facebook would be Essentially, he's just running the, the, uh, the team page. It's just easier for him to run that one. And then uh, we all contribute content
2: to him and um, do the, the team stuff. Uh, but, yeah, Nick, yeah, Kalani, and myself, we have personal pages. Um, go ahead and like all my friends. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, follow those guys,
0: like them. And usually, you know that the Talking Lad will be making post on our Facebook page there as well. If you like Epic Mustaches, be sure to <laughs> follow Nick Atkinson. Epic mustaches, beards, and uh, Hawaiians. Hawaiian chin straps. Yeah. <laughs> and then Keith's just clean shaven. Yeah, well, somebody's got to be the face, right? That's right. <laughs> Call him Papa, Papa Garcia. <laughs> Rick, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. And, yeah, uh, I appreciate the opportunity. I'd love to do it again sometime. No, absolutely. We're set something up. Yeah, we, we want to try to do some sort of team-style match, um, you know, to... I saw I something think. that Jeremy, I think, did Jeremy post it? Because they're having a three-gun competition. Well, they're sponsoring quite a few matches this year because okay. they've really stepped up into the three-gun scene. Um, yeah. in, addition, in addition to, you know, making the team that they put together, um, they're also sponsoring a lot of the three-gun nation matches, a lot of the uh, the West Coast Outlaw matches, support our sport which is, is really cool to see yeah absolutely and you guys go support Cobalt Kinetics also go to their website check out the BAMF the Edge and the Evolve and they've got the new black rifle out also yeah the black series Yeah, um, the black line that's going to be it's going to be more of a uh, like more of a standard rifle or For traditional AR yeah. yeah but it's going to have warm, the crazy colors and the crazy shapes yeah, yeah. but it's still going to have some of the
3: There you have it, Leadheads. We have concluded our 150th episode. And again, we really appreciate all the support from you, Leadheads, out there. Big thanks to Sergeant Major Lance Nutt for joining us, John Hickok. From Hickok 45 and son and the gun culture radio podcast and our good buddy three gunner competitive shooter Rick Birdsall hope you guys enjoyed those we will be back with episode 151 continuing our celebration of our 150th episode and uh, we're gonna carry this out through the month of May and all those companies that I was telling you about that are putting up some of those cool prizes, which we haven't disclosed yet what those are, but you know they're going to be cool with companies like Glock and Colt and Nordic Components and uh, kel It's going to be awesome. And uh, we're going to be back with more details on what you guys are going to need to do to win those prizes and what those prizes will be. So stay tuned. Big thanks to our sponsors, Nordic Components. Check them out at NordicComp.com, Cobalt Kinetics, CobaltKinetics.com, X-Steel Targets. And we also like to thank Multicam. That wrap should be arriving any day now, and uh, we'll be posting pics of that as it uh, becomes available. uh, You guys have a safe week. And as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close and your firearms closer.